five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Pillars of community. Um, I am Billy Garrish, your host, and I am freaking excited to be sitting across from an old, awesome friend of mine who goes by the name of Vince um, when he's playing basketball. Nothing but net. Bartosi. It's not bad, right? Billy G. How you doing, buddy? Fantastic. Welcome, my friend. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's an uh, it's uh thank you for being here thank you for being here, um so if we go back to grade school where did you go to grade school I forget little little, little, little flower? flower yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah little, right. little flower hoops team, holy dude. smokes that's right yeah yeah I was like the dominant I was like the uh, man child you were a man child I was the I was the yeah. Kind of you were this, no, I'm just a man. You were this size <laughs> at ten. I think I shrunk an inch or two. <laughs> Go the other direction, you know. It's kind of like a uh, like a hill or something. Mm. I'm on the down. I'm on the da- the descent. Feed the beast. Feed the Feed beast. The, I mean, I uh, I was the I was the guy who's like freaking Methodist playing on the freaking the Catholic basketball team. Like, yeah, sure, you're not a member of Little Fire. Sure, you're not you're not Catholic. You're Christian? You believe in Jesus Christ? I do. All right, you're on the team. He's 5'10". And he's 10. And he's 10. He's on the team. <laughs> you were a presence. If you're 5 and like you know, you can match the 5 with the inches of like 10 with your age of 10, then uh, you're on the team. Who else is on that team? Uh, Tidball? No. No, that he was baseball. He played for Mercy. I remember Tidball's that, I remember that rival. Dad was Dad was not on that. Dad was a Mercy uh, guy. B- b- Austin Branson? Maybe. I'm trying to think. Billy Gladding played up when we were on that team together. Billy Gladding was—he's older than us. No, he was—he was my year. No. Yeah, because I stayed back a year. He's a year. He's a year above me. He, I know that. He was 99. Yeah, 99. I'm 2000. Yeah, but he you're put, 2000. Yeah, but I—I sh- I should have been 99. I you stayed back been, in okay, seventh grade. Okay, all right. I, I follow. I, follow. I was slow. Maybe that, or you're, or no, you're smart. Really. They wanted me. They wanted me to grow a few more inches, <laughs> height, height wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. But yeah, that was those were the good old days, I guess. I was at Little Flower Gym maybe like a year ago. It still smells the same. I've been over there too. Is that weird? Like it, the smell is, you know, the same. It's yeah. been the same since the the eighties or the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our, uh, it's got um, that patina. What is that? Patina. Patina. Is yeah. that a, sort of like wood or something? Yeah, but it's like the you know or, it's just that the the, uh, the aging the aging process. Does that happen when things age? They develop patina. Yeah. Is that does. right? Yeah, it does. Exactly. Like huh. a, a nice piece wine of, or something. No, like a like a wood or a copper develops. You know the aging, the oxi- oxygen, all of that good stuff. It changes color, but it really stays the same. It's interesting. It's yeah. like it's like a similar sort of idea of like when oxidation happens to like metal outside Correct. or something Correct. like that but this is a good thing yeah no it's a like good patina thing patina is a good thing yeah uh, and, and you know like smells like I'll walk outside on like a unseasonably warm February day mm-hmm. and I'm like it smells like Florida because mm-hmm. I mean I, I uh, vacation like growing up going to Florida and stuff like that in the winter you know in February around Easter time 
I don't know. Like, I, I, what I'm trying to get at is like smells are so connected to memory. 100%. You probably heard that, right? 100%. I, that, I think that's smells the, totally bring you back to certain things. One of the best things about this area is that you can smell the seasons. You can smell the seasons. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So yeah. living in New York for 10 years, that was like one of the things that yeah. you don't get <laughs> yeah. when you when you leave here and you don't get the the the, the smell. The smells. You miss that. I mean, I I, I was in um Santa Fe for a year, right? Right, right. Um, and uh, I missed, I, I didn't get like the fall. Like one time I went, I guess I went up to like this, the uh, the ski basin of Santa Fe. And they had like aspen trees that were turning, that their leaves were turning and everything. Uh, that, was, that was my like sort of like experience with fall. Yeah. But like, yeah, you miss, like the cool thing about our area is you get the four seasons. Or eight seasons. You get like a little. You now get, we're like, talking. Yeah, you get eight seasons here. Explain <laughs> <laughs> the eight the eight seasons of the Mid Atlantic. Is that something? Or, or, I think it should be. Are you just riffing? No, it should be right. You okay. get kind of like you always get a fake. You get it in March. You usually get like a fake spring me out right where it gets to like last week where it gets to like seventy degrees and you're yeah. like, oh man, short yeah. shorts, yeah, ready to go. But there's oh, no, we're in flip flops, right? There's no leaves yet, but then you know you get the chance to snow the following week. Right, so you get the you get the fake spring, then you get yeah. like the and then you get the like the renewal of winter, and then you get maybe a few weeks of spring, then you get like the early summer where it's like ninety in May, right, <laughs> and then it goes to like fifty the next week. You never know what you're gonna Maybe get them. You never you never yeah. know what you're gonna get a Memorial Day in Dewey Beach, right? It could, it could be fifty and raining, or it could be eighty five and you you know sweating, yeah, just sweating it's, like it's, midsummer. It's fantastic. Uh, no, it's cool because if you got nothing else to talk about talk about the weather <laughs> it's always like, interesting did we know? just start this pod off super lame like, I, I, hey I, billy how's it I what's the weather, the weather outside yeah, oh, I know, yeah, right, story about the weather do you know breck ram at all no you might not he's a little older than me he's four years older than me he's over at prep he's uh the uh head of admissions of prep okay and uh they let me in that was pretty cool god damn right yeah. you know, in and had, had fun for a year and he's like i'm mm-hmm. i'm taking i'm Taking my talents to South Beach. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking my talents. Wherever DeMath is. Hagerson? Hagerson? Not Hagerson. Heightsville. Heightsville. It had an H in it. But I was like, I called Brett one time. And if you're listening, Brett, get on Pillar's podcast. Come on, man. Stop spinning your wheels. Make it happen. And I was like, this is 10 years ago. I was in, uh, I was in Santa Fe. Or I was on, I was on. I had a month long break, you know, and I'm like, New Year's happened. I was like, I need to travel because our school doesn't, the grad classes don't start up until mid late January. And Brett was in uh, Denver at the time, and uh, I remember I was in in Palm Beach, and I was like, I called Brett. I'm like, Hey, Brett, like, Billy. So Brett, um, how's the weather out there? He's like garish, garish, garish. We haven't talked to each other in six months, and all you call is to talk about the weather. <laughs> like, no, Brett. I mean, I wanted to come out there and like maybe potentially ski. Yeah. He's like, Brett, right hang up and call me again. Let's start this conversation over. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> and I did. <laughs> And I was there. I was there. And, and, you, and then you a went. week later, I was there. And you went. Yeah, all right, exactly. that's productive. Then you know, <laughs> wasn't all for nothing. But like you know, but I do like weather a lot. 
it's I I was just talking. I've talked actually multiple times about this mm-hmm. in the last like week or so. I'm like the month of March is cool as can be. I think. I mean, kind of literally. But right. it's very it's interesting. It's it's a very curious it's up and month. Down. It's up and That's down. what I'm saying. It's, it's a total wild card of a month. It was supposed to snow earlier this week. It was, I saw the snowflake on, on my app. I don't I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? But then the snowflake flake disappeared. So right. it's even tricking the apps. Right. You it know tri- what I'm saying? It tricks the trees, if anything. Yeah. These poor trees. All these teases. They don't know when to bring their leaves back. But like, I like it a lot. Because yeah. it's not like February cold. It's definitely, it's not January, February. It's warm enough. But like, as you said, like last week, I, as I said, I mean, I was in flip flops. I was right. loving, loving. You have a, but you have a much but higher now, threshold for for flip flops than most. <laughs> I wasn't quite the flip flops, but yeah, I was. You know, but I'm burning wood now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You it's, love uh, Can you yeah. tell me a little bit more about your wood burning process? Is it? Is it? Yeah, it sure. Does it? Does it stay lit uh, from it's... November till March? <laughs> I have friends that, that do that, and right. they have like the kick out heat stove thing, mm-hmm. and it literally heats the, a lot of their house. Right. And my friend lights one match in freaking November mm-hmm. and he never has to ignite it again. Who is this man? Wayne Holyfield. Mm. He's a uh, modern day. He uh, keeps the campus beautiful. Okay. Um, and That's solid. It kicks out all of his heat just keep feeding it. He wakes up like early in the morning like five gets down and blows blows on the thing the gotcha. ashes it comes back yep. and that's what he does. And he's got a freaking I don't know how many cores he has but he rips he just burns wood. And I love it. I, I love it. I remember one fantastic. time for your Christmas party. Mm-hmm. You're like, can I get some wood? That is right. Churvins. <laughs> I think your reply it. was, the garage door is open. I was like, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough, Billy. So what is it about your, you, for so many years, have done Christmas night, December 25th yes, party? Yes, which is is a strange night to have a party, but it's turned out to be a fantastic party. It's a, it's, it's a great tradition. It has been. So it, yeah, you took last year off, obviously. For, for obvious reasons, yeah. right? Um, it, you know, it, it started because it started with a couple friends like, hey, yeah. what are you doing later? Let's, you know, I'm, I'm having people over. Let's, you know, let's get together, man. What do you, everybody's, everybody's kind of tired of yeah. the family. The yeah. sea, It's like, you know, the build up to Christmas and everybody does their own thing Chris, Christmas yeah. Eve and Christmas morning. Um, you know, I got a lot of Jewish friends too. I mm-hmm. mean, the biggest thing is my, my Jewish contingent of mm-hmm. homies just, I mean, they're waiting on the front step, right? Cause I've got like, you know, <laughs> I've got Christmas things to do. I've got <laughs> family things, you know, and I, and the Christmas morning. party starts at eight and goes till yeah. like three or four in the morning, depending. Yeah. And yeah, they'll always be, yeah. there's the, the couple of the guys are just like, why are you on my front step at six o'clock? Man? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Dude, I haven't had anything to do for weeks. Like, like, this is, this is, this Hanukkah is it. Ended, like, this three is weeks it, ago. This is you it. Know? Yeah. And it's, and it, you know, and it turned into, you know, if you want to get all your friends in one place, yeah, it's the best night. Yeah. Most people, most people don't travel for Christmas. Some do, but the majority of people mm-hmm. are here. You mm-hmm. do your family thing. You take a nap, and you're like, yeah. you know, it's time to go to, time to go to the party. Yeah, time to go. To and it's it's uh, it's it's been a good show. We were, I think we're on our six, sixth or seventh iteration of this thing. Maybe eight, and so we cool. missed last year. Yeah, yeah. Um. And it's 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 been interesting to see how it's evolved because I've got a younger brother who, when it started, was in high school. You know, I was like, all right, do we invite him and his friends? Like, maybe, maybe not. My sister was in college. 
But now they're all like, you know, quasi adults. So it's yeah. been nice to see that, you know, we got some young blood that comes through. The evolution, the evolution of it. The evolution has been, it's been, you know, and then obviously, you know, friends that have kids, it gets yeah. a little bit tougher to try and find a babysitter on Christmas night. Yeah. Um, where's Santa Claus and, you know, where's Santa Claus going? He's going to drink, taking an Uber. <laughs> yeah. Santa Claus already, already done his He's deeds. done his dudes, but yeah, yeah. Man, it's hard. It's hard to convince people to get a babysitter on Christmas night. But, but, the, but the, those that do. Yeah. It becomes a staple. I think absolutely. It, it's hard to kind of digest at first. You're like, really, Christmas night? Yeah. Like with my wife and some of her friends, they're like, "What do you mean Christmas night?" I'm like, "Just trust me. Just yeah. even though it's hard, you might be tired. You get there, it becomes it's, part of it's your. It's well worth it. Now it's part of the, the the fabric. It's part of the calendar. Yeah, it's you know, it's a great party. It's uh, you you said it well. Um, I mean, the Christmas season, there's a lot of stress, right? Yeah. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of parties. I I wrote down like my most favorite months and December is one of them. Mm-hmm. I love Agreed. I love the Christmas season because Agreed. of the the love. I think everyone is a little bit nicer here, especially for, for a span yeah. for a span of days yeah, that yeah. lead up to Christmas. Um, but with that comes like the uh, response, not responsibility, but the the pressure, the pressure that yeah. you put on yourself and like with your um, spouse or whoever it might be, and uh, um. There's a release. It's like, yeah. all right, we crossed the finish Dude, line. Dude, you've had a party, but you were on the same. You were doing yeah. a yearly, yeah, yeah, yearly yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just this year with Debbie, right? Like the lead up, we had the kids probably for the week up to, mm-hmm. up to and through Christmas. And I'm like, holy smokes. We, now I get it. <laughs> yeah, now, you're, you're now in a whole I, different league now, now man. I get you have it, a lot more. there is, it's, it's intense. Yeah. And then once you fin- cross the uh, finish line, it's like, it's like, um, I don't know. It's like after you like play a great round of golf or like after you win a championship or it's after you've done something that you're happy about, you're going to go party a little bit. You should. You're going to go to Vinny's. You should. You should. <laughs> now, and now, now I've got my wife and she loves to throw parties. So it might be a little bit different type of party, mm-hmm. which I think most you're people are at the house like, in, in Kenwood. Yeah. And not at the old townhouse. Right. So this house is like built to throw parties because we don't have any kids. So no, it's, it's more of a, you know, we've got the, it's just built for that. That's so so cool. it'll be it'll be nice to nice to get the band back together, you know. Amen. You do one, do like a warm up or something. Do one. Like, I, I I agree with you. Maybe maybe or I, I could try it. Not yeah, a but, trial, but like do a summer party or like a, a yeah. spring. I mean, once the COVID kind of releases, hopefully like summer, yeah. you know. Maybe May June. People should. Yeah. People that are most people should get vaccinated. It's it's yeah. it's not an easy process. It hurts. The vaccination. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I did this. I did. I, I'm vaccinated, but the second shot knocked me out. Knocked it's me not, my ass. not easy. But it was worth it. You know, you wake. Yeah. It's it's a really weird. You get it. Some people don't get the side effects, but I got them very heavy. But yeah. you get them. You feel like you're gonna die for like 12 hours, 24 hours, yeah. and then you're just absolutely back to normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And relieved too. You're like, oh man, like, you know, I don't get sick very often anymore. Not going, but you know, that that was a. You feel like how am I? Why do I feel ill right now? Because you yeah. don't get any of the lead up. Whenever you you get real sick, you kind of have those few days of like, oh man, I'm getting sick. Yeah. You get sick, and then you have the tail of it, like you're fighting it yeah. still. You know, you still just wax you for 24 hours. This is like it wax you, and then you wake up the next morning. And you're like, all right, I think I'm better. All right, I kicked it. <laughs> now, like now I can travel. Yeah. Now I'm I'm kind of doing my thing. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna wash my hands anymore. I don't have to use the pure L all the time. Right. You know, I don't wash my hands anymore. Like, I mean, 
I mean, wash just I've washed I've washed my hands more this year than I think I have combined in my entire life. Uh, sounds about right. Sounds which I right. I feel like you probably should wash your hands. Like there's a balance of when you should wash your hands. Maybe not after every time you like get up from your desk or like yeah. leave the house, but you probably should wash your hands. You should probably wash your hands like once, maybe twice a day. I mean, you know, if, and if you take a shower, obviously you wash your right, hands. Right, you wash your hands. So um, that, go to the bath every time you go to the bathroom, wash your hands. Like if you come home, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna maybe eat some potato chips or something. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. just out pumping gas. You probably want to wash your hands. <laughs> Yeah, you know? yeah, but you don't think about it that way. I no gasoline on potatoes. No, uh, you don't want. You know, it's yeah. Like, the, but if you wash your hands you, too much, your hand your your hands they, are gonna get so dry. They're very dry. But it, there's a couple things that throw me off with that, right? Mm-hmm. Th- there's a couple things in, that we just do as humans that throw me off, and I don't know what your opinion yes. on these are. But one is, if you go number one as a man, mm-hmm. why do you need to wash your hands after that? Like, if you you've been doing it for like what almost forty years, you're pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. You're not intoxicated. You're just taking a number one. I don't. You're just touching your wiener. Like I mean, that's and... on a, it's got to be. It's clean. It's protected. Yeah. You know, like, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. If I, you know, obviously, if I slip up and I get it on my hands, obviously, you should probably wash your hands. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, you should be good. If anything, you should wash your hands before you go down there. Before, yeah. Right before you, you go to your your important places. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah, I will. If I'm in a public place, uh, if I go number one, yeah. Do you feel pressure to wash your hands? Do you just? I'll, I'll go. I'll go to the thing and and and, and put water on them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. If I go number two, I'll no, that's a different store. Wash, yeah, that's a different store. They probably wash my hands, but like, um, I yeah, I don't necessarily feel pressure. But I'll go there sometimes if, if I'm in a hurry. I'm like, no, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I gotta get on my fucking airplane. Like most COVID rules that don't make any sense, and I think obviously COVID is very serious. But the things, the rules around and the regulations don't always make sense. Like, you know, the now these big tents outside that are heated and like enclosed. Like, why wouldn't you just eat inside? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. It's the same thing about going, yeah, yeah. washing your hands after you go do number one. You should wash them before you put your yeah, hands yeah. down there in the important places, yeah. right? Because yeah. you. And the other yeah. thing, the other weird, just like kind of socially accepted, also like, you know, if you're in, into etiquette, mm-hmm. is eating with a napkin on your lap. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been eating for 40 years. Like, how often do you actually, you, like, does that thing necessary or are you just not good at eating, right? Like, because <laughs> then you have to, when you need to like wipe your hands on something, then you wipe your hands on it and then the shit gets on your pants so it because, goes from the napkin it conveys from the napkin to the pant right so if you're not good at eating i understand put a napkin on your lap it's one of those things where it's like the guy or the gal with the napkin on her lap are just not that good at it what right? about the napkin up in here up in there again it just means you're there. not it just means you're not that good at eating i don't know what to tell like you a lobster like, bit or if you're eating crabs you know, like it's etiquette there are certain thing. things you eat it's not a utility thing do you suck at eating or you're just a slob and you yeah, can't yeah, get yeah, the yeah, yeah, food yeah, yeah. on the fork yeah, yeah. in your mouth like i yeah. don't know it is, an, it is an etiquette thing. Put, Use your a napkin. Nap, put your napkin in your lap. Should be a choice. That's what I tell the kids. Put your napkin in your lap. You know. Because <laughs> I don't know where you leave it on the table. Leave it on that better spot. I for think it? you maybe you know maybe put it on one leg. You yes. know, just as, as you need it as yeah, a, yeah, as yeah. an assist, right? Would more like Scott, more like Scott Pippen, right? Less like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan probably doesn't need a napkin. He's that good. <laughs> you think he spills food on himself? He's a scorer. Maybe I don't know. He's a scorer. Do you consider yourself old school, new school, or somewhere in between? Mm. No, no, not old new school. Like I don't know. I, you know what I'm I'd saying? Like or think... traditional? Because like from the com- the napkin thing, yeah. like it's old school. So hey, put your napkin in your lap. 
I think there's always a better yeah. way to do things, right? I think I'm I'm progressive in that in that mindset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, right. I mean, yeah. You, it's, it's, it's it's a, to your comment earlier, right? You, yeah. It's good to question things. Why, like why? You, it's like you know why why uh, why do we use utensils? Why do we use certain utensils, right? Like you know they're there's lots of reasons why those rules were created in the you know in the in the middle ages right yeah. like, you know there's you know, why is there a butter knife well because they didn't want people to stab each other at <laughs> dinner right like this i was putting butter on my toast this morning with a really like a like a razor blade and i was like trying to teach uh the young one dorothy how to do it i was like ah, i think i'll do this one myself <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sharp as there's lots of things i don't know in that realm that's you know i don't have kids, um but, but uh there it's healthy uh, um, intellectually to question 100 million percent sure you know sure if you don't then I don't know you just gotta keep the brain firing if it if you don't it'll atrophy yeah you know, it's and there's a lot of different ways to do it you know sure. I'm reading freaking Lewis Gluck that's right a now. that's a big book yeah but I'm not reading all of it is it Saturn um, on the cover there? What is yeah, that? I'm not quite sure why. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't read it. I'm gonna start reading it. Space I Age. Class tomorrow. Okay. Actually, I'm gonna get. Re- I'm gonna wake up early. I'm, a, I'm early more. I'm early riser. Riser, yeah. Um, but uh, there's a lot of ways to keep your shit sharp. Um, and uh, one of them was reading. Another one is like a lot of travel, like like travel? big time, yeah. like like tr- like true ab- abroad mm-hmm. travel, like going to Russia. Yep. Going to London, right. going to the fucking the far, you know, like like really putting yourself and like ah, this is feels uncomfortable, but um, it can be, it yeah. Can be. But I'm gonna enjoy it, you know, that sort of thing. No, it's been uh, look, I've I've been lucky enough to travel everywhere. I mean, my wife is from Germany and lived in London. I met her in Miami, with all places. But yeah, I've been all over the world, right? Um, you, you get this as as an American, right? You kind of. Mm-hmm. You're always appreciative of where you come from. I think no matter where I've traveled, but there's lots of things you see and you learn by going different places from just, you know, being around different people. Yeah. Which I think is one of the cool things about where we live is there are lots of different people, especially where we went to high school, right? There's all the 50, 60 different high schools in mm-hmm. a very small area. You've got people from everywhere. You can choose to stay in your lane and stay within your group or you can, you know, have lots of different types of friends from different types of places, which I thought was cool about growing up here. I think I took advantage of that or it took advantage of me, whichever way you want to look at it. You know? <laughs> I think you but, took, I think you took advantage of that, but yeah. I like it. Right. I You've think it's been that sort of cat. Yeah. It, to me, it was always, you know, it's, it's good to have a close group of people. Um, so I think I've been lucky enough. I have a close group of people from lots of different places, which is, which is great. I mean, look, you know, we, grew up together went to yeah. prep you know then kind of went our separate ways i was you know not in and around but you kind of always it's it's nice to come back and like still have those connections with people um which this area is is good for right you you got yeah. uh folks stay connected around here for better or for worse you know you uh you want to be surrounded by we talked earlier <clears throat> off air about like you know you want to oh shit are we on air i was messing with you yeah i think we are okay, <laughs> like the it's not a flat line anymore mm. it's up and down that's good uh, that's good that's a good thing yeah uh but we yeah like having i mean be uh, somehow s- surrounding yourself with um thinkers mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. it's important um but getting out of this area 
Getting out of this area helps with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It it helps uh, you appreciate, but it also helps you question things that if you stay here too long, I think there's, as in any place on earth, right? There's Stagnation. Yeah. You get caught in like kind of the same way of thinking or seeing things. Yeah. And when you get up and get around and even go being in New York for 10 years was, was changed how I saw things. And obviously then traveling the world, you, you know, not going for that length of time, but you still get to. Yeah. You get different perspectives, man. It's uh yeah. it's a good thing. And, and and some people don't get that. You know, yeah. you get you get people get comfortable complacent or they don't have the opportunity, whatever yeah. it might be. Um I think it's uh I mean, there's a lot of different like sort of routes to happiness or contentment. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh you just got to find your pathway or your channel to get there, yeah. you know. I think some people are more available quote unquote that's a broad term mm. um uh to more available to um doing different things and able to get to uh that sort of place um and other people just like you know what a simple life is good simple life is great yeah you know what i'm saying so it's all a matter of like all right god gives everyone a skill set god gave me a brain god gave you a brain god gives everyone a brain just sort of like work on it as best you can and try to listen to whatever the heck it's telling you or their heart's telling you, mm-hmm. you know? and you don't do it wrong there. Yeah, no, I think, I think the issue for, for lots of people and, and, and all of us is really like trying to figure out what that is, you know? And, and like, that's a huge the, freaking question, bro. Yeah. And the, and the, the, the blockers that go up, right. Whether they're external or internal, the things that kind of just keep you from seeing that. And it's, you know? Have you have you run up against blockers? I mean, oh yeah, man. What's the what's the thing that like lights most lights your fire? Would you say? Oh, I mean, I mean, you love people. You're yeah, really I do. good with people. I, that's like a a weird thing, and I you know I I get into it with my wife sometimes when I drive because I drive very like aggressive, angry driver. I just have this like need to feel like I need to educate people on how to drive and they can't hear me. So I just wind up yelling inside of enclosed space <laughs> yeah, and yeah, air yeah, yeah. Um, at yourself, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, I can tell by the way someone's car looks like what type of driver they are. Do you pull, yeah. Would you pull up beside them and they'd look at them and be like, yeah, I, I, that's what I was I'm thinking. a pretty good read on people and I can tell if they're a good or bad driver or not, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, or what I classify. That'd be an athlete behind the wheel, bro. Yeah, you do. You I think do. I think a lot. Some of it comes down to a lack of athleticism, or co- a coordination, agreed, and yeah. being able to see the field and yes. and, and see ahead yes. and d- yes. and know that there's certain things coming that you have mm-hmm. to prepare for. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I'm seeing things, and I know the guy in front of me or person in front of me has no idea what I'm seeing. Yeah, they're just not thinking ahead. Yeah, um, which you know. So then I get into this weird whole mind thing, this thinking of like, okay, well, I I'm th- you know try and like put that on your the way you live your life is the way you drive you're, you're trying to be like oh yeah, you know i'm yeah, thinking yeah. i'm planning i'm thinking and no one else is like i gotta yeah, it's like but it's all bullshit yeah you just need to chill the fuck out on the road part of my french yeah i need to take a deep breath yeah but yeah. what 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 blows your hair back what do you love to do what's your the hair i said I, the hair i've left is stop bringing up the hair <laughs> <laughs> come on man come on man Jeez. that's why hey it's radio Okay. (laughs) We've got a face for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right now you got what? You got manufacturing. Stakes manufacturing. Yeah. Yeah. So somehow I find myself in the Midwest 
running, owning a manufacturing business with my, Cleveland, Cle- 20 minutes outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. So how I got there, man, you know, I think for myself, my business partner, one of my best friends, you know, we've always had this uh, mentality of, you know, uh, doing our own thing. And I mean, yeah. dude, I've never had a job interview, man. I've never had a resume. It's called Liberty. Um, you know, really, it, there's it's, there's it's, pluses and minuses. You're on, you've it. always it's, sort uh, of been your own boss. Yeah, I, I so I, when I was cool. at Georgetown, I want I got an internship up in New York at Warner Music, and I was uh, my roommate was his godfather was the president, so you know a little bit of a connection there. But he was like, hey man, you know you should come up and check out this this uh, this internship. It's a crazy story. It's like go up in like June. I'm I'm at Georgetown. I'm working out. Still trying to. Still got the dream of playing basketball. Didn't work out. But anyhow, so <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, man. I'll, I, he's like, dude, you should really just come up. Just you're, you love music. You've got this little record company thing that you've been doing. I'm like, all right, you know. So I go up, and I'm on the 25th floor in the Warner Music Building, which is like right in Rockefeller Center. The whole floor is empty. Except for these two guys in the corner office, sitting in the corner office together, and I walk in and they're like, "Oh, like who are you?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm uh, I'm Sussman's friend." They're like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, wh- what do you know about hip hop?" I'm like, "Well, I mean, <laughs> I loved your Tupac. I, I mean, I've died, yeah, almost took down prep servers with my Tupac website mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. up until 2010. Another, wow. another story." Yeah. They were trying to find me in 2010 to ask me if they could take the site down. It was so big. Holy smokes. Just Ald- Alden? Alden? Mr. Alden? It was Mr. Alden, yeah. And they took it down. I should have left it up. I should have just taken over the hosting of it. It was one of the original... 1996. One of the original... 1997. It was... And, and I didn't... I just didn't know, which is just ridiculous to say, but I didn't realize how much historical value there was to the traffic that was hitting the site, which is why it had so much bandwidth. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, sure. Take it down. Holy They're smokes. like, oh, you sure? I was like, yeah, I'm not going to, yeah, whatever. I mean, we can continue on the tangent a little bit, but we can go Two, back to Tupac's saying, bomb but, ass page, but I remember, oh, that's, such, that's so cool. Yeah. I remember when we were in Father Galvin's math class. I think I've told you this, mm-hmm. you know, and when Tupac, unfortunately, got killed yeah. at 25, right? Yep. And you walked in with, I think it was a bandana on. Maybe, probably, p- probably late. No, not probably, but maybe late because you're like, I don't know. Maybe we weren't late. It wasn't often late, but I was probably had a bad day. Anyway, yeah. uh, you walked in, you were visually disturbed, upset. Yeah. And I I don't know if I knew. It was a Friday. I don't know if I knew it or not. It's a Friday. But you let me, you told me. I'm like, yeah. hmm. It's a, that's horrible. I, I, I don't remember a ton of days from high school, but I do remember that day. I remember yeah. going to the Gonzaga dance. Uh, and my dad drives. My dad was actually a Tupac fan, which is kind of funny. I got him into I Tupac. Mean, Tupac is kind of like kind of a universal appeal. Yeah, if man. If you're open minded, hey, mom. If you're on, yeah, it's great. Guy was guy was a poet, right? He was a, he if had you're a open minded, like, incredible artist that obviously had had some very difficult things to see through. If you're coming at it from um, the eyes of the someone who lives in Chevy Chase that doesn't listen to rap music, it's yeah, a different yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a difficult equation to get through. But how'd you get into that stuff? My family was in music. The, the irony of my entire, like the the going up to New York. Your family was in music. So my my 
mom's dad worked at Warner Music for 25 oh. years, 20 years. I mean, he was in promotions, marketing, um, management. All, all. Then he got into radio. So I, that's where my face for radio comes into play. <laughs> he, was in, he was a radio guy. And uh, so the, the story, is so, it's so full circle. So I go, go up to New York, go in these guys' office, and they're like, what do you know about hip-hop? I'm like, well, I'm here for the internship. They're like, we don't, we don't care about the internship. What do you know about hip-hop? I'm like, I mean, I... I I don't know what I said. I probably like, I know a lot about hip hop. <laughs> I am hip hop. Right? I am hip hop. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, whatever, man. So yeah, they give yeah. me this. Yeah, they give me this Billboard magazine, mm-hmm. which at the time this is what year? Sorry, this is two thousand three, summer two thousand three. Yeah. 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 Um, so go no summer two thousand four because I'm going into my senior year. Cool. So go. They, they hand me the magazine. The guys like, hey, man. All right. Circle all of the artists in the pop and hip hop charts that you've never heard of. Okay. This is like an interesting test. Not like, what's your resume? Where are you coming from? Just like, yeah. it was like five minutes and like, circle these things. I'm like, all right, all right man. So I like sit down. I'm like, circling these things. And, you know, he, he's like, you done? I'm like, yeah, yeah sure. Like, there's no time. It was like, it was like a, <laughs> I didn't know there was a time. This is as if there. I, I mean, I, I think it was the idea. Like you're not circling. Well, you're, I was like, you know, less what? is better. I wanted to be like, well, you know, in, at Georgetown, I actually get extra time on tests because I'm slow. <laughs> qualified enough. <laughs> I got a doctor's I'm note. I'm qualified. He's like, nah, man, no, no, no. that's not how this works. So I hand it back to him, and he's like, "All right, man, this is good. This is real good. All right." He's like, "There's your desk." He's like, "What you need to do every day? We're not quite sure, but what, there's your desk." <laughs> So, like you, you know. And these, I mean, mind you, as I get to know these guys, what, the one guy was Lior Cohen, who was the founder of Def Jam. He now was the head of Warner Music. He was his the youngest lawyer at Def Jam, and then became this guy's like son's godfather. So like sort of the chosen one, and he was maybe thirty at the time. So a young, pretty sharp guy. The other dude was just um, not just a difficult human he grew up in brooklyn he was the kind of the face to these two he yeah. was the guy who would deal with a lot of the, the rappers and deal with a lot of the, the artists you know he didn't know how to work his blackberry like one of my first tasks is like take my written notebook of contacts and put it into my blackberry i was like uh, okay man like that sure yeah. yeah um but i'm there for like you know a couple days my my job turned out to be all my, i was literally going i was charting music so i was looking for artists that were playing on the radio that weren't signed to a record label right so if you are um one of the right, big artists right. i found was this group d4l laffy taffy do you remember them laffy taffy laffy taffy yeah yeah right yeah so they were playing on the atlanta atlanta radio station two times a day 10 times a day 50 times a day 100 times a day so my job was to track that and then get the music However, I could get it from the radio station, from the manager. You know, the, the the internet was a little young at this at this time. It wasn't a lot of like, yeah, yeah. you know, there's MySpace, right? Yeah. So I'd find the music and I would listen to it and I would make a decision if it was like presentable enough with the data to take to these guys to sign these sign people. Interesting. Right. So that was my job. But a week in, I'm sitting at this desk, <clears throat> and I didn't know this now, but Warner Music was trying to go public at the time, and they had shut down. Electra Records, which was the entire floor of that building, the entire floor of an office building in Rockville, so it was empty. 
and all of the furniture was in the offices, like all the record plaques from the executives that had been there in, in the past, like all the stuff was there, but it was empty, no people. So weekend, I'm sitting at my desk, and this woman from HR walks by me, and this is an HR professional in a company that's about to IPO. She walks by me and she goes, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> <laughs> like, like very music, very music industry. I don't Who the fuck are you? Understand what? Uh, yeah, it could be, and, couldn't be clearer. Right, clearer than that. All right, so know? this guy, I, you know, the, I'm getting paid as an intern, so I think it's like you know nine or ten bucks an hour, something stupid, ridiculous. And I'm like, oh, I'm I'm Joey and Todd's intern. She goes, they don't have a fucking intern, man. She's like, gives me the look of just like, oh, just one more thing I have to deal with these right. two clowns over right. here. Right. And they weren't clowns. They were actually really smart guys. So she goes in the office. She comes back out. And she looks at me. And she's like, all right, man. Like, what's your story? And I was like, um, I, I don't, like I've been here for a week. I don't know. Like, She's like, do you want a job? Because they don't have internships here. We think there's no interns. <laughs> do you want a job? And I was like, yeah, okay. Well, I wouldn't say no. Bro. What's that mean? You know, yeah, What does that mean? What does exactly. that mean? Because she's like, where do you live? I was like, well, um, I'm living in Brooklyn right now with a friend, but like, I, I'm at, I go to school at Georgetown, so I'm like, I got to go back in like a month or two. She's yeah. like, she's like, I didn't ask you that. I asked you, do you want a job? I was <laughs> like, uh, did yeah. Did you ask where I live? Or yeah. Yeah. So like you know, she like the next day they get like an offer letter and it's yeah. got like the four hundred one k thing and like yeah. he, like you know health insurance and I'm pretty sure like I've never had to actually look at anything. I'm, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I have health insurance through Georgetown. I don't yeah. know. Like yeah. maybe my dad pays. I yeah. have no. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. So I call my dad. I'm like, hey dad, like I got a job here. He's like, whoa. What about school? I was like, I don't, like, I, you know, I don't yeah. I figure it out maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did figure it out. But yeah, th- I was like, and they got like health insurance. He was like, oh, take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, you're protected. I mean, they got your back. So that was literally. like, I mean, you know, that was my first job. That was my only job, like working for some of the actual W2 employment. Um, right. So, but I had to, so I was going into my senior year. I had to finish. I had I took classes at Brooklyn. Georgetown was actually pretty flexible. They let, I took uh, classes at Brooklyn College at the new school. Um, to your point of like getting out of this area and learning, I was like, I took. Uh, I had a couple electives, and one was like a history elective, and I took it at the new school, and it was like a ten twelve. N E W. Yeah, new school. It's right in Manhattan. Cool. It's a really cool place. Um, my business partner in the record company went there and he finished there and he was like, dude, you should take, you should take some classes here. It's a great school. And I wound up taking this Egyptian history class from, I don't remember yeah. the professor, but she was like an expert. The class would meet and we'd go to the museum every day. We would, we would, that was the class. You would go and it would, that, there was no textbook. It was all based she off. She was the textbook. She and was the, the and textbook. The museum. Dude, it was fantastic. So yeah, I got to do that. And then my, basketball had messed up my schedule so i had one class to take that i had missed that i had to take in like the my five and a half year plan Mm -hmm. or four and a half year plan Mm -hmm. so i wound up having to take the train back to georgetown monday and wednesday i get on the train at the one o'clock train back i would take the class i think it was like a five to seven class and i would get back on the 9 30 train home twice a week for a semester so i did that graduated and then it was a funny story, man. I, you know, I did. I, I didn't know anything about the music business. I knew, right. you know, the 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 other irony was that my grandfather had worked at the same record company at Warner Music. Yeah. 
but they had brought it back. It was called Asylum Records. So they had restarted it with these two guys. So when I went up there, it was a week old. And over the course of two and a half years I was there, it grew massively. We had, you know, the whole floor was filled by the time I left. And my grandfather was like, you know, what, what, what record company do you work at at, at Warner? I was like, Asylum Records. He's like, oh, he's like, Maybe that's my that's the company I worked at. He's like, what type of music are they doing? I was like, that's ah, not not the same music they're probably doing when when you were working at Asylum because Asylum in, back in the day was like the Blues Brothers, yeah. ACDC was a part of Atlantic Why Records. Is, uh, Asylum. Asylum. Yeah, they brought it back. They just reused the name because they probably you know they had I don't all know the how they got the name and, in the first place. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, but they turned into a hip hop label. So I was there. My I mean, grandfather. I think kind of makes sense. My for grandfather that. worked at Asylum, and I worked there. I've heard of it. Yeah, with, with, uh, associated with hip hop. Yeah, they, you know? my my issue with that business was, you know, there's not there's a lot of a lot of luck, very little skill. As it, the record company grew and we sold millions of records, we had a very big like Southern hip hop presence. Mike Jones, who Mike Jones, Mike Jones, yeah, Mike Jones, <laughs> Paul Wall, Cameron, uh, lots. We it grew. And Warner Music didn't expect this record company to do anything, and it got so big that they brought over like real executives from Warner, from WIA, from Warner, the parent company, because they were making so much money. And the guys that you know that I was working for, who were running it, they were you know they were hip hop guys. They weren't yeah. necessarily knew how to run like a hundred person record company. So they bring over this guy. Um, Ron Spaulding. That's mm-hmm. where you get the Vinron email from. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, Vin, that's right. Ron. That's, that's your... They bring this guy over. He's a sales. Email. He's a music sales guy, right? He's the guy selling retail, and he's like, man, you know, I all like my hip hop, my 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 appreciation for hip hop wasn't necessarily what those guys needed to find new rap talent, right? Like I wasn't. I'm sitting at my desk yeah. listening to like Master Ace and Rakim yeah. and R.A. the Rugged Man, and they're like, "What the fuck are you listening to, man? You need to be listening to the the the, the radio station in Atlanta." The more the, current stuff, right? You need to like, we need things that are gonna sell, make money. We're trying to we're trying to unco- uh, uncover yeah. the net. That's yeah. the, so Ron was the gem, exactly right. And then you know, it, I my time there was basically like. What is this dude from Georgetown like yeah. listening? He like you know he likes music, but like yeah. what, Ron was basically like, "Yo, man, like you're not that good at like finding new talent. Like you'd be really good at this merchandise thing that we need to figure out." So Yo, that's go. how that's how Vinron got created. He, Ron was basically like, "Look, man, you don't need to do this anymore. We'll set up our own little side company. We'll sell. I know all the artists. I know all the retailers, which still existed. You know, Best Buy used to sell CDs and." Mm-hmm. You know, Sam Goody and those Sam FYE, Goody. FYE, right? FYE. Those for your entertainment. entertainment? Yeah, for your entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Right. So Ron was like, hey man, you should you should, you know, I'll introduce you to all the all my retail contacts. You know, you know all the rappers, you know these guys that you work with. We can start to sell products. So we're yeah. selling, you know, T shirts and uh, Paul Wall, spinning rim, air fresheners, little Wayne air fresheners, grills, all types of crap in the retail. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I found I was literally just going around. I moved back to DC mm-hmm. for a period of time, trying to find products that I could take and find artists that we could license and then sell into retail. It worked a little bit. It worked a little bit. But I found that's when the iPod came out, and I, I found these iPod guys making iPod accessories. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of like the aha moment of like, oh man, I know all these musicians. Mm-hmm. This Apple thing and this iPod thing are getting really big. Why not? 
license these you know musicians that I know, put them on iPod cases, cases. And, music yeah. skin, music skins. That's how music skins. How'd you come up with the name? That's I mean it was a I mean, it was a, a skin for an iPod and it was like the focus is music is pretty like brainless type deal. It wasn't super like. Do you think that when it comes to there's a, there's a whole myriad of different approaches, but like um, the best sort of names are pretty direct and pretty yeah. obvious, and like you, know, you don't you don't want to be like Mr. Tricky Guy. Yeah, or like you know, uh, I'm not just, a fan of recreating the wheel. I when I yeah. the, the 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 real grind was trying to find products that you know the name the, yeah. to find new pro- the products I, I, is more important than the name 100% and that's I, I wound up finding these guys who are making these skins for this new iPod thing and iPod it's a company thing. out of Toronto they called themselves Jealous Skins it was basically the same exact medium this vinyl protective device covering and they were doing art licensing so I was like oh man this is perfect right this is the music business that I'm in a product that's completely relevant that I didn't think was going away. And that I, I, I was right on that one. That's, that's good. Um, that's good. Uh, you know, so I started nice. that like transitioned into being the main business. Vinron converted to music skins. And for about a year I did, you know, trying to find artists that would agree to do licensing deals. Yeah, and yeah. we had to figure out how to, these guys are making the product for us. Um, it was quite a shit show. It wasn't going, it wasn't going well. I was actually traveling back to New York for meetings and you know my business partner Jed Seifert he was in New York selling software and I was sleeping on his couch and you know trying to figure out what was going on I'd go to meetings I'd come home we were 23 24 25 at the time not you know mid-20s you know he's starting to make some money I'm not making any money he's seeing me come home from meetings pissed off and frustrated Mm -hmm. and I think it's everybody gets the concept was was great everybody's like man that's fit that's yeah, that that's a home run. Yeah. Like that it makes so much sense, but the execution was difficult. And at one point, he was like, "Man, like he's like your problem is you don't know how to sell." I was like, "Yeah, I don't really like selling." Like you know, said Jed said you don't know how to sell. I don't know how to sell. Vinny B. Yeah, yeah. and I, and and you know, I think. You selling that? It's like no, one hundred percent. Selling your, is a what's your number one skill set? I think I'm I'm more of like an aggregator and an operator and a in a and sort like, of a, I'm a glue guy, right? And and yeah. and Jed has a very you, you can train in sales, but there's yeah. also like a very special talent and art to how you sell and navigate and 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 verbalize and 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 really navigate, right? So like understanding corporate structure and like the right person that you might be talking the right game but you're talking to the wrong person right or you know you're not coming up with the right solutions to someone's problem right you're not going to get through the door so you know he was basically like he loved the concept he saw what i he saw how close i was and like with very little resources and i mean at one point i think he was just like man fuck it i'll just I'm gonna quit my job. You want to yeah. do this together? I'm like, so cool. No one else I'd rather do it with, man. Let's rock. And he literally, he was he his company had brought him to New York. He was getting groomed for upper management. You know, he's 25, making good money, nice apartment in New York, and walked into his boss's office and said, "Hey, man, like I'm I got I've got to put in my two weeks. I'm starting yeah. this company with my best friend and the, his boss, who's one of his mentors." And I was like, "For what? What are you doing, man?" He's like, oh, "I've got to quit." 
He's like, for what? He's like, well, I'm doing this like these Apple accessories and we're licensing music and it's called music skins. He's like, you're quitting this fucking job for some fucking iPod skins. <laughs> yeah. Which I, there's a, there's a better quote, but that's basically the gist of it. And that was it, man. We, we, I moved back up to New York cause I moved back to DC for about a year and a half, moved mm-hmm. back to New York. Yeah. Uh, another close friend growing up found us. So he was in, in commercial real estate up in New York and found us a law space that we lived in and worked out of mm-hmm. that was above a plumbing supply store that barely had a bathroom and had no kitchen. It was like the storage area of a plumbing I mean, supply store. It's a great store. story, bro. Yeah. You know what it's, it's it's That's why we're here. Yeah. You're telling it. You know? Then Jed, uh... Jed's wife, now wife, was his girlfriend at the time who then moved in with us into this makeshift living area mm-hmm. while I slept on the couch and we had to build a bedroom with walls because obviously, you know, <laughs> the bros sleeping in the same yeah. room was fine, but now there was a woman involved, and she you need needed, she needed different. I mean, she. I mean, Girl, rightfully see, so. Space, rightfully man. so. Absolutely. But look, I mean, it was not. It was. It was tough, man. It was. Yeah. It was an experience. I mean, that's how it's supposed to be in the beginning. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's not like you know, you don't jump from like zero to a hundred, or from like you know, an idea yeah. to success overnight, or everyone would everyone would be a success story. No, it was. You know, it was. You know, it was grit. It was a little bit of luck, ton of ton of work. We uh, we were in that space for about two years. We grew it. We got it we, we we got into a space in brooklyn that was really nice we moved out to brooklyn we had our own we had we, had, we still we, we the first couple years in brooklyn we had we, we shared an apartment but it had two bedrooms and two bathrooms and then it, you know things progressed from there and it was great we wound up we wound up selling that business in like 2011 2012 um and uh you know then had a reboot so that's you know, we we moved back here and tried to figure out sort of what our next move was. Um, Is um, so Jed was uh, more the sales guy, I think. Yeah, you're more the glue guy in the aggregate. Yeah, and, and Jed, yeah, we're 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 a, we're a beautiful yeah. combination. Yin to the yang. And then you know, lots of times, you know, in the the punch. Yeah, lots of if we've continued to be business partners, it's sometimes difficult to when you're trying to figure out your next move and you're. You, you know, working with different companies and doing different things, how they separate the two of us because mm-hmm. we're almost like a two for one type of deal, but not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, what, does it, what does it mean to be a glue guy or aggregate guy? Well, I, I mean, look, it, it, those terms. so uh, uh, when starting a company or you know, uh, taking an opportunity of an existing business and you know, trying to turn it into something that actually functions and makes money. There's all there's different elements, right? There's, um, you know, there's the sort of legal and financial side. There's the operation side. Depending on the business, there's sa- there's there's sales, there's marketing, there's yeah. distribution. Um, and in our current business and that business, there was manufacturing. Right? The U.S. Manu- yeah. we're, we're printing, we're packaging, we're then inventorying, right? So there's all those different elements that come into play where. Um, and licensing, right? There's mm-hmm. the rights that you get. We have Beatles and Justin Bieber and things like that. Yeah. Um, all of those different elements, you know, how you actually put them all together and makes run a business that functions. That was know? that was you. That is you. Yeah, because we're not a law firm where we specialize in law and we have clients and we have a specific type of law that yeah. one lawyer practices and the next one does. Right. It's not, you know, there's there's not as many elements to it with both 
that business and our new business, or not new business, but current business, there's, you know, all the different, there's raw materials, there's raw inventory materials, there's manufacturing, there's, you know, there's the fulfillment, the warehouse, mm-hmm. then there's the HR, there's obviously the, you know, the finance, the accounting side of it, the ARAP side of it, then there's the investor side of it, there's all those different things that have to function for yeah, behind the scenes stuff. For, right, you can you, you can outrun, you can sell, sell, so, sell a great product, to, but you have to execute. You flushed out. Yeah, exactly so, right. so the glue is really the execution side, <laughs> right? right? Uh, so, yeah, you're that. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, Jed is more like. Jed's also a glue guy too. Don't get me right. Like there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but from a. Jed is. He's, it comes on a spectrum. Yeah, no, Jed, Jed's got the pressure of having to bring in the sales. He's got to bring yeah. in the clients. Yeah. Um, but once that's brought in, you have to be able to perform. Yeah. Um, and on his side, you know, there's the management of the clients. There's expectations and, you know, the, the courting and the developing of relationships which is we're both really good at. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of our mm-hmm. clients from the first company, you know, 12, 13, 14 years ago, still are clients today. Mm-hmm. So no matter kind of what the, whatever the product of the widget you're selling. <laughs> I love the term. Widget's a fantastic <laughs> word. Whatever you're selling and whatever you're doing, yeah. you always have to have, as, as guys who are never going to go get a day job, you always have to be cognizant of, the bridges right and the people that you work with because they go to new companies they go to different businesses if you plan on working with them for your whatever our workable life is you know you want those are difficult to develop so you don't you want to make sure that wherever those folks go whatever you're doing there's a way to connect back to it I understand. because there's so much value it, it the time our time and resources everything we're doing is building this current business but What's the next thing? You know, there's there's no pension plan, there's no retirement plan, there's you no eat what you kill. Yeah, and you got you have to be super cognizant of that. Even I mean, it's the uh, idea of like a life. It's a, it's not a profession. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a little famous rap line, right? Jay Z. I'm not I'm not a businessman. I'm a business. I'm a man, business, right? And that's comma man, right? Right. I'm not I'm not I'm not a businessman. I'm, I'm a business, business comma man. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and that's where. And it's corny as shit to say I mean, that. No, no, I mean, he has obviously that. Right. But, like, applicable to us, we might be Jay-Z at some point, but um, applicable to you, more to you, uh, and to me, what I'm doing, I love the podcast. I, I wake right. up, and I'm not on a schedule. I'm, like, out hanging yeah. out, de- helping Debbie's kids. I'm watching, like, the freaking Peppa Pig mm-hmm. with, with uh, the kids, and I got my... Yeah. Yeah. And I got my computer, and I'm, I'm, you know, it's just like, you know, people that are kind of like, my parents always used to say PLU, people like us. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not many. Yeah. Um, but people that like to freaking hustle. Yeah. And have something, I was listening to um, Rogan today, mm-hmm. shocker. Yeah. No. Rogan and McConaughey. Ooh. And it's like when what you want becomes what you need. And it just like kind of meshes meshes as a an eclipse, sure. you know. Yeah. That's that's like utopia. That's the idea. Right. But um, then it, it it the line, you know, obviously people have heard it. It's like if you do what you what you love, then you're not working. You know. 
Yeah, you got to make sure that actually. Uh, yeah, look, that's that. it's uh, it's always great to keep that in mind. But it's you know every day is a roller coaster, man. It's never uh, it's like a it's psychotic episode of like good and bad within the hour, within the day, within the week, within the you know month year. It's it's mm-hmm. it's kind it's and it's difficult for people, even like friends and family and loved ones, to to get on that wavelength because it it impacts everybody. Mm-hmm. It's it's fucking nuts, man. Mm-hmm. It's nuts, and especially. You know, as you as you grow and you you know have some success, which is always great, um, you get a little bit more comfortable. But it's never comfortable. It's an inc- incredibly uncomfortable situation to always, you know, to not have a, any sort of uh, fallback plan, right? Because you're always sort of it is eat with you eat what you kill. Now, with the lo- when the companies get larger and you you know have bigger operations, it's a, it's not as drastic as that. But it's still a matter of like. We got to get this deal done. We we've got to perform. Now we've got you know 250, 300 people's livelihoods depending on uh, executing. And- I mean, but but you but you put yourself in that position and you take on that responsibility. Like yeah. let's say that you know there's a lot of people out there that could probably retire yesterday. Right. Um. But there's an element I think for you for other people that are like and me probably included that like. I like what I do, and I don't mind. I don't mind the responsibility, even though, oh, no. even even if it does bring me um, some sleepless nights and some sure. stress. You know, that's that hundred percent. That's like the, I mean, that's the the the, oh, yes, that the that is like sort of the, if you can deal with that emotionally, mm-hmm. right, and like mm-hmm. kind of deal with that up and down. That's the, a fine the, line. The, you know? the, the other side is the flexibility, right? It's being able to, you know, make your own schedule live your own life in a sense you yeah, know yeah. Uh, it gets more complicated the bigger the company gets but um yeah i mean it's like all right well you know i need to take friday off to go with my wife to go see her family yeah. in you know in the dominican okay well all right who boss can you know my phone's still on I mean, that's sort of the other thing right it's like that's the blessing now it's a blessing you know it, our it, parents didn't as they grow up they had to be sort of tied to the right. desk you know? 100% so you know i can i can be you know, I, obviously, being in Ohio is necessary and to to being to to executing. But I can work from anywhere in the world if I need, and I can work at any time of the day. But thankful I married someone that understands sort of that lifestyle, right? It, it gets does it. The sort of the same thing. A lot, Karina. exactly. And I'll, I'll, but that's a special. It's it's hard to find people that can sort of work on that wavelength, as you yeah. know, right? Yeah. It's hard to find people that are okay with that because that's not the norm and it's not it's not easy on everybody you know it's it's difficult sometimes when you know you it normal course of business would tell you at 7 30 at dinner with another couple like you know like turn the phone off and relax but you know you get a phone call and i gotta step away for an hour i mean that's just it's not easy on people. There's a, I mean, there, yeah, it's not there's a there's a middle ground there is everything always always so uh searching for that <laughs> I, th- I think as we all are maybe called to mm-hmm. or as we, I think we all should yeah um but uh yeah it's like there is a lot to be said for like to being present with I mean I heard I heard I mean, it's worth saying but like if you are um in the business of people and I'm not saying business like the business sense if you just like kind of if, if you're aware mm-hmm. okay like, if you're talking to somebody, your your phone is is a non-entity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it's a non. It's a, your phone's a non-entity. Yep. Um, because 
Um, the most important thing is the person you're freaking with. Right. The most right. important thing in life is people. Yep. Is people. Mm-hmm. And that's the key to um, financial success, yep. I think. Yep. Um, and being happy. And happiness. Yeah. Agreed. Both. You yeah. know? But probably most importantly, number one is happiness. And that will should bring you, if you really um, listen, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And be, are able to sympathize and hopefully maybe empathize. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's and those words get confused sometimes. I know they get confused. I talked sometimes. about it. You've last corrected time. me a few times on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're uh, like the, the the concepts in the right place, but you're but, using but, the wrong word. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, but like to, to like put yourself in the person's shoe, and I don't know. It's it's just a, an exercise. Like, all right, if you're gonna go, if you're a runner, you run every day. You lift weights. You lift every day. You shoot bat, shoot hoops. You gotta work shoot, on the. On you got to shoot the, every day on the on the jump every day. Yeah, but let's the. You got to almost like remind yourself. It's almost like waking up and saying your morning prayer and like uh, be, say, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm just like, but what I'm trying to say in a convoluted way is empathy and sympathy and trying to just see the other person's, for me anyway, no. other person's perspective is, is tantamount, is, is paramount, is paramount to is tan- happiness. Is tantamount a word? Yeah, tantamount. I didn't know if that's a word. I didn't know it sounds cool though. Is it bigger than paramount? I'm just, I'm just riffing. No, uh, no, no. Tantamount is like, um, I think is like a synonym for. Okay, sure. A synonym for, um, uh, for uh, happiness, and then mm-hmm. that equates to success. I no. would, I would it, think. It, I mean, look at, at this point in time. It's an everyday thing for for Jed just, and I and our team. Like, and that's why I fucking you, love you. You got so many. Different, <laughs> I mean, we're in Ohio, so. Just the political landscape, yeah. the 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 way people live is different from here, completely yeah. different. Um, and that's something that we've learned. But every day we're dealing with people, life, man, yeah. right? So you, yeah. you've got to have a certain sense of like empathy and yeah. sympathy, and just the reality of people's situation. We're running a manufacturing business. We're you know, trying to provide a working wage and a living wage, which is a whole complicated subject that, you know, could at some point get forced upon us. But, you know, we're already talking about that. You know, you have to because people, you want people to come in and work hard for you and and, and execute, right? And, you know, I come from this place in Chevy Chase and, you know, just completely different circumstances. And I come into Ohio and, you know, we've got, all right, well, why didn't that person produce today? Yeah. Well, because they make 13, 15 an hour and they, to, to afford a car and insurance and gas and rent and food and child support or, you know, kids, right. Whatever, you know, mm-hmm. that's in the situation. Mm-hmm. Like of, well, they didn't show up because they couldn't afford to get their oil changed. Yeah. Like the car wasn't working. Right. Like, so, you know, how do you approach that where, you know, you, it, it could be cut and dry. Like, Oh, well, you showed up, you didn't show up to work. You know, that's a, a point system of, you know, yeah. towards you being termed. How yeah. many, how many strikes? And, then you're like, and it's yeah. like, okay, you know, to get to understand the story. Yeah. And, and but it's just complicated. It's, hard. it's a complicated web because yeah. you want to, you want to sympathize and we do a lot of times, but you also line. can't set precedence of like, it's okay not to show up or yeah, it's, it's okay not line. to be productive. It's, it's it's a it's I'm learning it, man. It's a, a dance. It's learning every day. You get you just you see reality of of you know people and U.S. manufacturing, and we're trying to make money, 
you're trying to, you know, employ people and support them and, and have them sort of grow within, but like, uh, there's only so much we can do. There's only so much they can do. And you've got this like back and forth trying to make it all make sense. And it's, it's complicated. It's not, it's not simple. Um, but in the, at the end of the day, it's like, what's complicated is like, like a basketball game. You know what I'm saying? What's complicated is playing chess. Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to make light of what anything you're saying, but like what I'm, Getting what I'm maybe directing what I'm trying to say to is that um, it's the complication which makes your life rich. Mm-hmm. Not like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe coin, but uh, but more like just like it just it, it's it, got it, stra- depth. it strengthens it's, your life muscle. It's definitely got depth, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like seeing like, you know, if I lived every day in Chevy Chase, Maryland. Right. Yeah. And within my group of my my friends here and the places I eat or place I go, like it's that's one element, but then having this other element of seeing like how people, good people mm-hmm. work, that work hard survive yeah. in a whole different world. I, I call it a different world, but because it's to me, it is right. I'm learning it, right. I'm learning how, how that, how that functions. And we've got lots of really amazing people. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so I'm trying to take the two and, and understand, understand where people come from and how, how they're trying to get by in their life is uh is is a daily learning process. I believe it. Yeah. I think that uh you're going to do great. I think you have I mean, thank you. Billy. What do I know? But like let me just indulge for a minute um uh how about I, I appreciate you. Um likewise, my friend. Thank you for saying it. I mean, it's like I think like attracts attracts like. Mm-hmm. Like you are an interesting an, an, you are interesting, but like you're an interested person and mm-hmm. people, and you care, and your heart is like really large. And um, I mean, I've I've gone through some stuff, and you're uh, intelligent enough, your emotional, your EQ, your emotional mm. quotient is high enough to understand that. I think Billy might be a little bit off right now, <laughs> and I, let's talk about that, you know, mm. and. It's not just uh, um, let me carry on with my night or my day, but it's like uh, let's, uh, let's 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 talk. Let's try to figure this thing out, you know. And uh, I just uh, you're you're a, a powerful person and a hugely you're. I mean, any when I ever say powerful, I'm I'm, I'm saying like your heart's large, so keep it up. <laughs> Wait for me, maybe to sum up. I think you're gonna, you in Ohio with the guys and everything. You're gonna figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what, lead with your heart, and uh, you're gonna go. Who told us that? Good places. Who, who, there, there's, there's a quote a, on that. Right? There's a there. I mean, maybe. I feel like we lead with, lead with your heart. I feel like we learned that sort of young. I mean, it's I mean through Christianity. You yeah. Know? It's, maybe uh, sports too. I think. I think you know. Yeah. Yeah, but probably but, yeah, probably through the Catholic. Yeah, Christian once you like sort thing, of like yeah. if you're edu- if you're educated, what if you're raised well? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, you can't not have a good heart, you know. That, and then and then you just like kind of stay disciplined about like and do things that like help. Like for me, it's like sort of philosophy or right. or whatever. It's just like things that just like it's a training mechanism for your soul, right? And you find your own sort of way to do it. 
Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely how you raise. It's I think I mean, which goes right segues into like yeah. the sports, right? Like just yeah. the being like being allowed to be passionate about. I mean, and, and for me, it wasn't just sports. Right? I was being like a my dad was very much yeah. like passionate yeah. about sports. My yeah. mom was more, you know, on food and art and music, which was where sort of her family's mm-hmm. kind of roots came. Mm-hmm. And, and then a lot of that is you find those passions lead to both our our families being very like okay if you want to do this like here's the regiment right like here's a here's here's how you get there yeah, yeah right so yeah. the the work that goes into yeah. it you know and the 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 disappointments the, the failures all that stuff um yeah for me it's been like you know that's i guess that's my foundation so. you're uh like i said you have a great heart and uh thanks buddy and it's a pleasure to like sort of reconnect after a number of years, sure, and sure, to do, and to do the podcast, man. Yeah, well, I mean, dude, we've obviously reconnected before the podcast. I yes, know that, yeah, but yeah. like, you know, it's in and out, you know. Like, yeah, it's but, it's, across but that's how it goes, man. You know, I think that's that's Life's busy. that's our appreciation for each other. I think yeah. we there's, we see a lot of the same in each other. And I think exactly right. That's been exactly like right. you, you know, like me being away from the area for some years. It's you know, coming back, there was like you know, starting to see old friends and over the past like ten mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. right, like you know reconnecting and figuring out what, what everybody's doing and you know what there, there's certain folks like yourself which mm-hmm. just like like it was like i just saw you five minutes ago even mm-hmm. though it might, might have been much longer than that right you know picked up where, where we left off <laughs> and that's what we'll do on next podcast what do you think about that i mean i'm, I mean, I'm down man we can, I, we can keep riffing but i think we call it a night Maybe make a touch up. And Ooh, a little touch up. Maybe have a little bite mm. to eat. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> anyway. Maybe some extra curriculars. I'm having a talk here. <laughs> um, all right. Vince Bar. What's your middle name? William. God damn it. I knew we were connected somehow. That's fucking right, baby. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Unless I saved that. DWB. I, I saved that for the end. Oh, my God. What, what a kicker. <laughs> Billy. What a kicker. Vince William Bartosi, ladies yep. and gentlemen. Because he's a gentleman. Ah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.